It's time to shake up that paradigm. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. Hey everyone, thank you for downloading this episode of Infinite Banking Radio. This is Patrick Donahoe. Today we are going to beat the dead horse of college planning. We, uh, we did a video series on YouTube. You can find that by going to youtube.com forward slash paradigm life. And uh, it's a three-part three, three series just talking about some of the numbers behind real estate, some, or not real estate, but uh, college planning. And uh, you can see where my mind's at. But uh, college planning and what the rate of return is and what the you know what, what's, uh, what do you put into it versus what you get out of it, uh, how much money is required to, to actually pay for the tuition. And uh, so there's very interesting insight into just the numbers behind it and what uh, what college has has become. So I'm, uh, I'm here today with a uh, special guest, Justin Atkinson, one of our advisors. And Justin and I are going to uh, be discussing be discussing college planning and I think Justin for for you it's a little bit different because your your kids are your kids are approaching that college age uh, your son is going to be he has two more years right of, of he's a junior in high school right yeah well he's actually just getting ready to go into his senior year mm-hmm. and uh, and then I've got another boy that's that's going into his sophomore year but I do have a daughter right now that's actually in her senior year of college okay that's right that's right so it's I mean looking looking at you know m- maybe back uh, rewind 10 years where was college on on the radar if you can remember back 10 years ago <laughs> oh my gosh you know I mean 10 years ago you know <clears throat> I know we were already starting to think about it quite honestly because mm-hmm. my daughter you know was still a few years away from going into college and uh, but but as far as how it was going to be paid you know where the funding was going to come from all of those kinds of things and quite honestly I mean she was she was a really good volleyball player so we were putting a lot of time into that and <laughs> crossing our fingers she'd get that a really was your good college plan is sports <laughs> and your and your son as well who's a baseball player so yeah yeah he's already got a scholarship lined up already right now for for college so so. that's okay so we can end the podcast right now that that's the way to go right just get get an athletic scholarship (laughs) no it it doesn't cover everything you know because i (laughs) i know with my daughter i mean you know she's uh it's a fairly expensive school it's a semi-private school she's Mm -hmm. going to and and uh her particular uh scholarship she got for athletics only covers oh my gosh it only covers about uh 20 percent of the tuition okay okay yeah, so there's still a fair amount of money that you got to come up with to to cover the rest of it. So you know, and as you've been advising for as long as you have, and, and looking at just where individuals are planning as far as what they're putting their money into and when they are planning, uh, what I've what I've experienced, and maybe you can you can uh, corroborate this, but what I've experienced is that individuals are waiting till maybe just a couple years before before their kids are in school before they start thinking about any type of planning, and by that mm-hmm. point, it's it's kind of too late. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, and I think that's a byproduct of a lot of people's the way they think about things right now because their their thoughts are normally very short term, mm-hmm. and and if it's more than five years out, it's it's completely off their radar. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, if you look at this just modern our modern era, there's so much stuff that we have going on in our lives, and you know we're just focused on on the short term in, in a sense, and not really planning for the long term. But looking at again just the perpetuation of this idea that college is necessary for everyone and everybody should go to college, what that's really done, you know, based on some of the, the things that we've looked at on, uh, on on the YouTube videos that we did, is that it's it's jacking up the co- the price of school and it's becoming very unaffordable. And the proof of that is just the you know the amount of debt that's outstanding uh, 
uh, which is over a trillion dollars now. More, there's more student loans than there are credit cards outstanding, which is uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, and the reason is is just because you know college is not affordable anymore. And you know, obviously, with government incentives and government programs, they're trying to push people to go to school when they really shouldn't. And you know what happens is they don't have very good jobs afterward, and mm-hmm. subsequently cannot pay pay down their loans. So, so looking at looking at college planning, I think it's important because there are definitely ways in which we can plan better, uh, know the economics behind it, and and start you know sooner rather than later as far as the planning side of things. So, what are some things that that we kind of go through as a as a group when when we identify a family uh, or or individuals that are going to have future college needs? What are some things that we typically go through? Well, I know a lot of times what what people are looking at is okay. If I'm going to save, where am I going to save? What what financial vehicle am I going to utilize to be able to put my money into it? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times, of course, you know the the traditional way that people look at it is a five twenty nine. Mm-hmm. And and so it's they government, say government sponsored government sponsored plan, a five twenty nine plan. And and when you put money into that, of course, there are stipulations and guidelines as to what you can spend that money on. Mm-hmm. And there's also some some restrictions that are that go into that one as well, as far as which school you go to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so a lot of times people don't even know about that. They just say, oh, 529, that's what everybody else is doing. So I guess that's what I'm supposed to do as well. Yeah. And and like, for instance, let's say your son gets a four-ride scholarship and you had a 529 plan set up for him, then he gets everything paid for. So what use is the 529 plan? Exactly. Yeah. At that point in time, if I want to utilize it for anything else, then there's going to be taxes and penalties and all of those types of things. Yeah. That come and, we're not, play. and we're not saying that 529 plans are... are <clears throat> Are, are a bad are a bad thing. They're just they're just restrict you know there there's some restrictions behind it that are mm-hmm. you know it's difficult to foresee what's going to happen in, in the future. Um, but on top of that, even the plan itself, it's looking at the actual cost. And on one of the YouTube videos, we go in and we actually quantify just the average school right now what it takes to be saving on a on a yearly basis and what to have saved overall just to pay for the tuition and expenses associated with it. Mm-hmm. And and typically, it's more than what a family is saving for everything okay the dollar yep. amount that they're yep. actually going to need hence the you know the requirement of going going into debt and financing the school yeah and that's one of the things too once you once you start to quantify the actual amount of money that it's going to take to send their kids to college a lot of times what i'm finding and i think we're finding it as well is that people just they don't realize that it's that much <laughs> they can't believe it <laughs> yeah and then they're like oh my gosh yeah. how am i ever going to get to that point yeah some of the analysis we did i think it was for three three kids or four kids uh, came out to you know having to just for twenty thousand dollars a year in tuition, having to save you know three four hundred thousand uh, dollars to be able to just pay for the school, and the cost as far as what uh, the parents gave up in retirement income was uh, was you know almost almost a million dollars. So mm-hmm. anyway, I mean the the metrics are there. You can go into the YouTube channel and check out the video the video series. Uh, but let's talk about some solutions. I mean one one of the solutions, and uh, and you you wrote a blog post uh, for this month that people can uh, can go and read as well. But what are what are some of the solutions? families can can look to 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 solve this this obvious issue well i I think one of the first solutions is people got to start changing how they how they view things meaning they've got to start thinking more long range they've got to start making decisions that not only are going to 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 determine what happens in a week from now or a year from now or two years from now but what's going to happen 10 years down the road what's going to happen 30 years down the road what's even going to happen as far as the next generation and, and, and that, that, that's a whole different mindset. I think that's one of the first things that, that needs to start because once you start looking at that, then you start making different decisions about what you spend your money on today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then start to realize, 
well, maybe this isn't that important for me to do right now. And then by doing that, they can start to free up some money that they thought they didn't have before that could start to go towards college savings. Yeah, so it, com- it comes to perspective. It comes to priorities. Mm-hmm. And you yep. know, like we said in the beginning, I mean, priorities typically are short term. But once you actually change your mindset, look to the long range as far as, I mean, look look at a company. Uh, if if a company, if you're, if you're valuing a, a business or a corporation <clears throat> and they have all of these future expenses associated with, with the business, that is going to have a huge impact on the value of the business right now. Okay, so when, when families look at their overall finances, they don't really look at it as, as far as a business is concerned. Uh, if they did, they would take those future liabilities and obligations into consideration, and that would drastically affect the value of the business right now. So it's mm-hmm. interesting kind of how, again, going to the, the short range and long range planning side of things. Okay, so that's one yep. thing that you can do is obviously change, change your mindset. Um, another thing, let's obviously with the infinite banking concept, uh, starting kids young, getting in the habit of doing something. Uh, habits are, are both good and bad, depending on the habit. Uh, but habits just don't happen overnight. Habits need to be formed, and they need to be incorporated into lifestyle. So looking at the infinite banking concept and being able to treat your capital with more value and establishing rules associated with your kids at an early age, maybe with school trips or uh, cars that they purchase or a bike or, or what have you, a computer, etc., uh, iPad, you can incorporate a lot of these smaller purchases uh, into your overall family, you know, family finances. Mm-hmm. And by the time that they go to school, now as opposed to the parents having to come out of pocket with everything, now they can have the children, you know, potentially help pay back. And sometimes what we find with clients is that the the family will actually purchase policies on the kids. Uh, they own them. The parents own them, uh, but that's some that's used oftentimes to to pay for tuition. And then once the children pay off all the loans associated with the policy after they graduate, then it's kind of like a gift. You know, the policy is a gift to them. Now they have a mature policy that they can keep using for the rest of their life. So that's a, that's mm-hmm. a one that's one strategy. But we were talking previously in preparation for this. What are what are some of the other things associated with financial aid and uh, not just from the government but also from the school itself? What are some things that they look to to determine whether or not they're going to give aid yeah one of the interesting things and this is something that's new for a lot of people is that whenever your your child is going to college um, there's a form to fill out it's called a fafsa and this is a particular financial aid form and uh, it asks for the financial information about the child the student so they know exactly where they're at but then they also ask about the the parents um, what assets do they have? What savings do they have? What Income. did they put away? Yeah. yeah, all of those things. And then that they actually use that as a way to determine the financial aid that that child can receive to go to college. And uh, there's one very fascinating thing on the FAFSA. And, uh, and, and the parent, whenever you're putting in your information, it'll ask for your, again, cash assets and things. But it specifically says on the form to exclude any cash value you have in life insurance. And a lot of people don't know that. Hmm. And, and as, soon as, you, as soon as I've shared that with my clients, they're like, oh my gosh, I can see exactly why I would, be wanting, I would want to put my money into a life insurance policy. Because if, let's say if you had $500,000 saved up for college and it was all in regular savings, CDs, mutual funds. money market, mutual funds, 529 plans, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> you know, your child decides what if they don't go to college or <laughs> you know all of that of course but even if they are in college they're going to look at that and say okay this, and, these and are the assets them. they have and exclude them from yeah. any type of aid yep but if you had five hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash value in a life insurance policy mm-hmm. that's completely excluded interesting no again that could be i mean that could be tens of thousands potentially more in aid absolutely that they're, that they're, give, that they're giving up yep 
So that's no, that is huge. it is one of those caveats, and I mean, some I think it's becoming a little bit more more popular. I mean, you see the Gerber Gerber commercials where individuals are saving inside of little little life insurance policies for their for their kids. Uh, but yeah, once you get to the point, even even four or five years before kids go to school, you can tr- you can do a lot of transfer of assets into into insurance potentially uh, as a strategy, and and obviously avoid any type of you know, any type of uh, mm-hmm. restriction on what they can give you as far as aid is concerned and, and even grants and even sometimes loans. So so yeah. it's, in, it's interesting from that standpoint. So there's a, there's a lot of things that individuals can do to to be able to, uh, to plan better. Uh, one of the things is to be prepared, uh, change your perspective and realize that it is an expense, whether your kids are young uh, or whether you're just a couple of years from school, there's a lot of things you can still do uh, right now if that's the case. Uh, you but know, if they're young especially, establishing those habits is important. Yeah, you know, the, the habits are definitely one thing. But the other thing, too, I want to throw in here is that what's what's really what's really nice about uh, the life insurance policy and the infinite banking is that that cash value that's sitting there, it's liquid. And it's available for you to use for whatever you want to utilize it for. And especially for college, uh, if you've got a child, maybe the, maybe the child ends up going out of state. And, uh, and if you have something supposedly in a, in a government-sponsored plan or something like that, yeah, you could use that money. But what if you, what if you want to get your child a new computer? What if you want to get them a car? Yeah. What if they need a car? Some of the expenses are restricted. Uh-huh. And uh, the great thing about infinite banking is it's liquid. It doesn't it's, matter. doesn't matter. Well, you know, there was, it was interesting. There was a, a couple years ago I was, I was at an event, and, uh, and John Mackey spoke. He's the CEO of Whole, Whole Foods. And uh, it was interesting. He was talking about his health, you know, his health insurance program, and they do. They have like a really high deductible plan, but they contribute to accounts in the name of these individuals. And uh, and I, I can't remember exactly how it went, but you know, just to paraphrase, he basically. Uh, he would contribute to these accounts that each individual had. And if they didn't spend a certain amount, they would actually get it at the end of the year or whatever. So what, what his point was in explaining this is when individuals see that it's their money and it's in their account, they're not going to go to the hospital at three o'clock in the morning. If they have a sore throat, uh, they're, they're going to you know be mm-hmm. efficient with, with the care that they go after. They're going to go find a walk-in clinic or find somewhere where, it, where it's cheaper to, uh, you know, to, to get the, the same type of treatment. Uh, so, so my point is, if you have if you have a student loan, it's really not your money. If you take on a hundred thousand dollars of student loans, it's it's not your money. I mean, it was given to you. Now you have to pay it back based on your income. And looking at how people treat loans as opposed to how they treat savings is very interesting mm-hmm. because how they treat loans is, I mean, it's not their money, so they're going to treat it, you know, a, a lot looser than they would. They'll be less efficient uh, and less productive with it. Whereas if it was their money, if it's the family money, it's the family bank money that has been saved up over time, they're going to be more efficient with the way in which they spend it. Yeah, you know, it's funny you're saying that because I was having that conversation with my daughter actually just this last week. And, uh, and I said, you ever notice that sometimes when you, when you find somebody that has a lot of money, they don't actually look like they have a lot of money? And I said, why do you think that's the case? Of course, she scratched her head. And she's like, I don't know. And, and I'm like, well, the thing that's interesting is that when you have the money, like your savings, like your family bank, mm-hmm. you do, you treat it entirely different and you don't spend it on frivolous things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so therefore, people that have it, they're not going to go out there and show everybody that they have it. Mm-hmm. Because they're realizing, wow, I've got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect this money. Yep. Because they earned it. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's interesting because because money essentially is is a byproduct of you. Uh, you're the one that cre- you're the one that created, unless you stole it. But you're the one that created it. And mm-hmm. and and once you've kind of put effort there, that it, it has already taken place. 
okay, as opposed to debt, which is you don't even you haven't even created the effort or the value yet. It's like a future a future effort. So it has it's it's a different way of different way of thinking about it. Yeah. But I think the banking side of things, what we've seen with clients is because they're not using third party debt, because they're using their own banking system, uh, they they're able to to purchase things more efficiently. They're able to hold off on, or maybe instead of buying a 2013 car, they'll buy a 2011 or 2010 that has very similar things, but thousands of dollars less. Or mm-hmm. they'll go and look for deals on, uh, you know, my, my wife and I were doing our 10-year 10 10 year anniversary uh, type of trip, and, you know, we found a, you know, just because of, again, just the mentality of it all, we found a very, you know, relatively expensive resort for like 20, uh, 25% of the cost. Yeah. And it just comes to how, how you look at things and where you look for deals and so forth. So at the end of the day, I mean, obviously college is is valuable. Um, I don't think it's right for, for everybody, um, but the piece of paper sometimes goes a long way. Uh, but looking at what you can do right now just to get yourself in that mental state is is obviously establishing some sort of habit or at least jotting down a plan. Because we you know even some of the strategies associated with going to a, a community college for a couple of years. A local community college that's really inexpensive and you know maybe a couple thousand dollars per semester and then once you get all of your you know your elect you know all the the basic courses done then you transfer with really good grades hopefully transfer to the university where your diploma is going to come from that's another way which you can cut costs dr- dramatically uh, but it comes down to actually make you know making a plan having your kids involved with the plan uh, if it is the infinite banking concept if you're a, a client already Teach your kids how how to use it and have them start using it from an early age when they first start to understand what money is, what it can buy, and then subsequently how you can earn it. Then you can say yes to the bike, say yes to the school trip, say yes to the computer, but put some caveats in there, put some restrictions on there, put some rules associated with that so that they do chores around the house, they walk the dog, they uh, set the table, they do the dishes or whatever, Mm -hmm. just so they can start to realize that money comes as a byproduct of value and they have to actually create something to do it. And then once they go to school and they're taking on tens of thousands or more debt, they are going to treat that money different than if they're just going to go out and get a student loan. They're going to take their classes more seriously. They're going to mm-hmm. take the right classes. They're not going to take, you know, rock and roll 101. They're going to go and take courses that will actually be productive for them. And I think at the end of the day, it, that that habit will lead them into, you know, future financial decisions that are going to be, you know, incredibly different than if they did not have this type of habit or system set up. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, the one point, too, that, that I want to make here is that, the beautiful thing about infinite banking is that if they use that and take a policy loan against it to fund their college, yeah, they'll be paying it back over time. But yet when they pay it back, who are they paying it back to? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's the great thing about it is that rather than seeing that money go somewhere else mm-hmm. into some, someone else's pocket, it's literally benefiting the family. Yep. And, uh, and so therefore, you know, mom and dad are still going to have their retirement down the road. There's still going to be funds that are available for lots of different things, and they've gotten their college education to boot. Yep, I agree. So, okay, well, we're uh, we're good. College planning, we beat the dead horse once again, but it's <laughs> it's important. And you can substitute this with anything else that you have as far as a future obligation is concerned. Uh, really, this you know the concept applies to everything. So, uh, go check out those YouTube videos that we uh, that we did. It's a three part three part series. Uh, also, we uh, we have a new website out, and so uh, it's 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 official. Just go to paradigmlife.net. Uh, we've updated our Infinite 101 e-learning system, and uh, so all the courses are uh, 
uh, all of them are new. And uh, so, and just give us some feedback. Give us some feedback and let us know what you think about the course. And uh, for more information about meeting with an advisor, just uh, shoot us an email, info at paradigmlife.net, or give us a call, 800-870-8670. See you next time.